Welcome to Redemption Unscripted. On this podcast, you will hear unscripted conversation to help you know Jesus, grow in your relationship with Him, and go advance His kingdom. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Redemption Unscripted. I am your host, Austin, one of the pastors here at our church. And on the mics, uh, we got guests with us. One of them, he's, he's on the mic pretty often. Pastor Jared, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I like on the mic. That sounds cool. <laughs> Have I never said that before? I don't know. Not oh. to me. Well, we'll start Next it on, this on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> on the mic. And then on the other mic, uh, we have Ryan Sherry. So Ryan, tell, for people that don't hear it, give us, you're not just some random guy at our church. You do a few things around here. What, what, what stuff, what do you do around here at Redemption? I've done a few things. Yeah. So I've served as a, a deacon. I'm served as an elder. This is my year off uh, from being an elder. I play bass up in the band. You might see me up there, bald guy in the back. Uh, <laughs> and I also lead the missions trips to Roble Alto. Yeah, which we will definitely get into here in a minute. So that's uh, that's going to be a lot of what we talk about. But before before we get into some of the mission trip stuff, and, and I'll give you a little heads up in a minute on how where we're going to go. But you know, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, so this episode is going to be dropping uh, about a week before Thanksgiving. So uh, we like to eat at Thanksgiving. I mean, it's kind of what we do in America. We eat a lot of food at Thanksgiving. So uh, I want to yeah, hear, like, correct? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's your That's favorite? <laughs> what's your favorite thing to eat at Thanksgiving? So you round that table Thanksgiving Day. Like, what's that thing you just crave and you just go all in on? I. I feel like this is so disappointing. Like, I want to go something, like, fancy. Actually, there is a, a Trader Joe's goat cheese and, like, cranberry. That's a good Okay, you dropped your date. Now give so... us your real yeah, ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said your bougie one. Would you really like the? I just love mashed potatoes. Like, I'm a mashed potatoes guy. I come at it honest. I mean, I... <laughs> one time we had my mom up for Thanksgiving, and she woke up in the middle of the night and ate, like, half the mashed potatoes. And we woke up. <laughs> She has to listen to podcast. She won't hear that. (laughs) So I'm like, I come at it honest. It's like a genetic thing in my family. Like, we really like mashed potatoes. We're Irish, you know. Now, will you mix stuff in your mashed potatoes, or are you like, no, no, leave, like, like true just mashed potatoes? I'm a pretty, I'm a purist. Like, I will have gravy with it, but I can just eat. You know, like my mom's just a straight pan of mashed potatoes. <laughs> give, give me a spoon. I'm good to go. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be heated up. So if you wake up the night before Thanksgiving, yeah. hide the mashed potatoes. Yeah, Molly has to like lock it down. But... Molly just learned to prep it the day of. So yeah, he's <laughs> just sitting there yeah. eating a raw potato. Yeah. If you like them fresh? No, my husband will eat them in the night. Oh man, what about you, Ryan? What's your what's your go to on Thanksgiving? So it's something that you don't normally get like every other time. I like stuffing. And I love like just mixing the whole plate together. So you got the turkey, you got the mashed potatoes, stuffing, gravy, just mix it all up. And then I feel like the stuffing adds a, adds a little element to it that you don't normally get. So that's what I, I usually look so. forward to. Yeah, Do you mix? I feel like that's a big thing too, like food mixing. Are you, Austin, are you a mixer? It depends. It, it depends on what. So mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh man, mix like corn in the oh, mashed oh, potatoes. Yeah. Put Throw it all the together. Corn in there yeah, too. like that's even. No, this is my. I put. I'll. I'll like mix mac and cheese and mashed potatoes, which is kind of odd, but it's. I it can all, see I can that. See it's yeah. I feel like on Thanksgiving you load your plate so big, everything mixes anyway. So you're like, but other other time of year, nah, I'm not much of a mixer but what i do love on thanksgiving my i don't i'm not a turkey fan so you know i know it's like the thing we don't thanksgiving i'm a ham so like oh, a honey yeah. baked ham so i like those hawaiian rolls oh yeah and then yeah, i just yeah. i put some ham inside the hawaiian rolls oh, and a little slider like a, vibe oh gosh okay 
Those sliders. <laughs> I'm gonna go buy some after this. <laughs> those sliders with the ham and like the Swiss cheese Ooh, and then like the seasoning yeah. on it too. Oh, so yeah. good. This has to be one of the yeah. longest intro questions. Right, no, like, right. like we've been yeah. talking about food yeah. right now. We're going to go get some. Yeah. Now, second Z is a favorite food. So pause the podcast right now <laughs> and go get some. So, all right. Well, before we all, uh, yeah, this is good. I know if you're listening, you're probably thinking, I want to go eat. So we'll stop there and, and save it uh, for later. So uh, let's dive into the topic. So what we're going to talk about in this podcast is we're going to talk about missions. So we did a podcast episode, uh, I don't know how long ago it was, you can look back in our in our um, shows, and we did one on short-term trips, but this one is probably going to be more, we're trying to focus on what does it mean for our church to do missions globally um, across the pond kind of thing. So, uh, so Ryan, obviously you said you led a recent trip, and then Pastor Jared, you are the pastor that's kind of over missions for us. So so interested in hearing from both you guys, but let's just start with this. Um, and Jared, you might want to dive in on this. Is uh, so, what does it look like for our church to do global missions? What's what's unique about that? Maybe different than even local missions. Yeah, it's kind of fun. As you, I, most people probably don't know this, but a little kind of history of Redemption Chapel. Right as we were launching from a campus to becoming a church, we were like halfway into an act series, and that was kind of really a big factor in driving our missions philosophy here. So we were going through Acts, and just by the nature of campus, we by the time we launched, everything on the ground was up and running. But global, by the nature of that ministry, was kind of the last to go. And as we were going through, we were watching, you know, Paul's mission trips. And so um, it was really shaping and kind of fascinating. As we looked at that, we see Paul going around, spreading the gospel and planting churches. So as far as kind of high level, you know, and we're going to get into different, you know, aspects of that, like church planting really is kind of the name of the game. Now, coming out of the church, there should be kind of the great commandment of love and doing all kind of good works. I like the idea of a prism, right? We want to kind of plant that prism where the love of God beams into that and then coming out of that prism, you know, his love kind of spreading throughout an area. So kind of seeing the gospel go forward, the church being the engine of that. So kind of high, high level philosophy is that idea of church planting. And everybody, here's another hard part about global mission, should have some part in that. You know, if you've ever heard the buckets, pray, give, go. Now, man, we should all be praying for that and giving on some level, whether it be supporting somebody on a short-term trip or a missionary. But I do want to say this as we're on this podcast you know, it's, you know, go, we're going to talk about a lot of short term, but also long term. So if you're listening to this and it all thought, man, maybe feeling that calling to go long term somewhere, please reach out to me. You probably put my email in the link notes or something. <laughs> I don't know how that works on podcasts, but, <laughs> but I mean, seriously, if, if you are feeling like, man, I might be called to go long term, reach out to me, email me, I will buy you coffee, a present, a lunch. I don't know. Like, but those are some big promises, man. <laughs> it's yeah. a big present. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, I'll buy you some mashed potatoes. <laughs> you know, but that is such a big thing, and it's not for everybody, but it is for some people. And so, if you're feeling that at all, man, reach out to me. But by and large, a lot of our go is going to be kind of partnering with organizations, kind of all over the globe that we can send people on a short term, which has become recently, right? I mean, just by travel, we couldn't do this before. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we couldn't go on a boat across the Atlantic short term. Like, so that has become a big part of the strategy because most people, when they're going to go long term, start 
on a short-term trip. And so we partner with organizations that are doing great work kind of all over the world. So what would be uh, some of those organizations? Because obviously, you know, I think we all, we all know this, like there, there's not a shortage of organizations that a church could partner with. I mean, there's tons of them, but we obviously as a church, we want to focus on, you know, a few that we can support really well. And so for us, at least currently, uh, what are some of those um, global partners that we partner with? Yeah, I'm glad you said that, right? Because there's a million one amazing ones. And so we're not saying these are the only ones. These are saying these are the ones that we've connected with. And some of that's starting with relationship, right? You know, we've had a connection and that's built. And so uh, the Lokers are missionaries we support, but they are with Audio Scripture Ministries. So that's one of the big ones. We actually have a trip coming up, the team already in the queue, if you will, to go end of February. And so they bring the scriptures, and it's fun. I mean, places where you know, there are so many languages in Mexico, particularly the state of Oaxaca. And so they go to people that don't have access to the scriptures, but you probably heard the word audio, and they you know, go to places where there isn't high literacy. So I can give you a Bible, but if you can't read, it doesn't help. And so they bring kind of audio scriptures to bring the word of God to people that don't have access to it. And so we send teams with them, and then we kind of gearing up for Filter of Hope, another organization. And it's a real kind of cool organization. One, actually, we just had it at our last kind of all church kind of kids event. If you've drank some of the manure water, that was Filter of Hope. <laughs> clean water. You drank the, the clean water works. that was yeah. manure water, to clarify. But the cool thing I love about that is, you know, again, we got to keep our eye on you know, the the great commission of making disciples, not just doing good deeds. So, of course, they're bringing fresh water to those that don't have access with it. But it's a powerful way to present the gospel, and, and they do that in connection to the local church, which is huge. And, of course, uh, we kind of already hinted at it. We have Robley Alto. It is a, a children's home in Costa Rica that does wonderful work. We've partnered with them, you know, for as long as I can remember, at least yeah. as long as I've been here, which we're going to dive into. And each of those we've kind of sent short-term teams with. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Ryan, this is uh, really, man, this is ex- exactly why we wanted you on this podcast because you just got back from Robbie Alto I did, uh, recently. Yeah. So tell us, uh, well, yeah, was this, how, how many times have you been down there? Uh, I know you led this trip, but how many times have you been down there personally on a trip? Yeah, so I've been four times. Okay. So I started going in 2016. That was my first trip. Uh, then 2018, 2021, and 2022, I led. Yeah. And this trip you guys just went on, uh, how many people went on it? What's I know we had, some of the typical changes, but... Yeah, so we had nine people that went on this trip. And uh, that's a fairly normal size group for this trip. We've gone up to 16 or 17, but nine to 12 is kind of a, a sweet spot for this trip. So tell us before, before you kind of share about the trip and how it went and some of the highlights, I mean, for people listening, they, uh, you know, they heard Jared kind of tee it up like children's home, they work with kids, but like, yeah, give it, give us a little kind of paint the picture. What does Robley Alto do for someone who's never heard about this ministry? Yeah. So Robley Alto, like Jared said, is a children's ministry. So they focus on children in Costa Rica. They're based just north of San Jose. Uh, their offices are in San Jose. They have four like child care facilities. They're like daycare facilities for families who can't afford to uh, have their 
children watched any other method like while they're not in school. Uh, so they have those facilities scattered throughout San Jose. Then they also have a place called Ogar Biblico, which is the Bible home in Spanish, and that's in the mountains uh, just north of San Jose, so San Jose de la Montaña. And that is, I like to call it like a centralized foster care home. So the kids that go to that place they have to be removed from their house. It's it's an unsafe environment. A lot of these kids come from drugs, prostitution, gangs, violence, abuse, these situations, and they're moved, you know, taken by the government, and they need to be placed in a foster home, just like the United States foster care system. And Roble Alto has this facility up in the mountains with 10 individual houses. Each house has a uh, mom, at least in the house, but sometimes it's a mom and a dad and their biological family and up to 10, uh, foster kids in that home. So they are given food, education, uh, love most importantly. And that's, that's one of the things that was kind of shown to us this trip is that Roble Alto is love. Like that's what it's all about. It's about showing these kids the love that they need to function, the love of Christ, the love for the family. Um, so up to 10 kids in each one of these houses where there's, they're provided those things. There's a school on site so they can go to school there. Cafeteria, all this stuff is is taken care of for these kids. That's awesome. Are the, are the kids cute? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's amazing how cute the kids are. Like, they're yeah. just so fun. And, and they love it when you guys show up. Like, that's... Yeah. 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 Voluntario, voluntario. They're just calling for you. Like, they, they just want to be near you. I like how you keep dropping a little Spanish in. Yeah, man. I, I got I to show my Spanish game, which is <laughs> very weak, but it's it's fun anyway. I don't um, know when I have a Spanish word. I have to say it with, like, a little bit of los quiros. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's like when I'm at Olive Garden, you know? I don't just... I order pasta <laughs> Like, I don't know why it just seems like just comes it, it out. just seems like you should yeah uh, yeah I mean it's just it's amazing they they love spending time with you they're excited to see you uh, just the hearing the stories of what these kids have gone through but then seeing the look on their face and just the joy and the love that they're experiencing at that place is just mind-blowing yeah so what? Uh, so when you guys are there, and, and maybe even specifically this past trip, like, because um, I'm sure it's a mix of you know you're you're doing some work projects, you're spending time with the kids. So like, like what what was kind of the focus of this trip, and what was kind of I guess what did it kind of typically look like every day for you guys there? Yeah, so that's the basis of it is we go down there to help Roble Alto with their facility. Every time that our church has gone on the trip, we've worked at the Bible home. That's where we stay as a missionary group, and that's where we perform our work. Uh, we've done a variety of things. This time we were prepping a field for a concrete pour. So they're going to put in a new basketball court and a new three-on-three -three soccer area for the kids to enjoy, or football, as you know, <laughs> got to throw, throw in that Spanish, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So that's what we did this time. Uh, we did some painting. Uh, we did some like prep work on the goals and the baskets that they fabricated there in their shop. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, but the projects have ranged from 
pouring concrete, prepping houses. So they've been slowly working on tearing down the old houses where the children's live, children have lived and building these brand new, beautiful homes that these kids can live in. So that's kind of a, a project that they've been working on. I think there's only one or two left that need to be redone. Uh, but we've done that before. We've slung gravel to prep for the concrete. We've put up drywall studs. We've hung ceilings. We've cut tiles. We've built fences, uh, prepped desks for the school. Man, yeah. yeah, a lot of paint, a lot of paint also. And I don't know if you saw it on, we. so we put a Facebook post out on our redemption page when you guys were there, and it was pictures of you guys getting that ready for the concrete and stuff. And I saw, I don't know if you saw, I think this morning, someone from, you would know the name, I'm not sure the name, but from Robbie Auto posted a picture of it with oh, uh, yeah. with the goals and the hoops on there. So it's cool to see yeah. the finished project, what you guys started. I didn't see that, but it was probably Joel, who's he's yes, our resource, okay. yeah, nice. the missionary director. Man, I love sharing that, and I, I'd love it if you shared a little bit too. You know, you've done a bunch of trips, I've done a bunch of trips. Like, in some ways, it is idealistic to where it's, it is unbelievable. I, I have yet, I don't think I've met somebody that has taken that step of faith and come back like, yeah, I regretted it. You know, I wish I would <laughs> have stayed home and, you know, binge Netflix that week. Like, but, but I don't want to paint that it's always just easy too, mm. right? Like, man, there is some level of like, it is unbelievable. It's amazing, but it can be hard. Like, why oh, don't yeah. you share a little bit, whether it be from this trip, maybe... Maybe you can you know leave names out. I don't no, know if you have let's stories. Bring your names in. Let's get it going. <laughs> yeah, put your yeah. name on it, son. It's not a vacation. Come on, big dog. But uh, like, why don't you share a little bit, whether it be in general or if you have a, a story to go with it? I mean, yeah, yeah to talk about what can be yeah, difficult fun. about a trip. What are the hard aspects? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we've got a perfect example from this trip, and it's actually something that I was going to talk about anyway. Just seeing seeing God move in amazing ways. So we got to. Costa Rica on Saturday. We had most of that day to hang out at the Bible home. The kids were not at the Bible home because they go back to their parents every two weeks if it's safe. So the home has to be safe. The parent has to be working a plan or the guardian, whoever whoever is contracted with Roble Alto to kind of work that plan to mm-hmm. get custody back because that's the ultimate goal is to get these kids reunited with their families. Um, so we got there on Saturday, hung out at the Bible home, went on a tourist day on Sunday, just got to see a, the beauty of the country of Costa Rica, just God's creation. We went to a volcano. It was amazing. Went to a, a church, local church. And then on Monday, we took a tour of all the facilities. So from Saturday to Monday, we felt like we were being served. Like mm-hmm. these guys brought us down here. Like we want to put in our work. We want to help them because right now like we're just costing them money <laughs> like they were tourists yeah, yeah. yeah we're, yeah, we're yeah. tourists Christian and, tourism yeah and like they were joking with us the whole time like the, those three days like don't worry no we're gonna we're gonna put you to work like don't, <laughs> like don't worry and so on Tuesday they took us out to our project and they're like um yeah, see this, see this ditch? We need to dig this out. So we need to cut all this sod. We need to dig out all this dirt. We need to get it gone. So we spent the first half of the day digging this ditch for the drain and just shoveling and wheelbarrowing and dumping dirt and all this stuff. And we're like, man, this is tough. So then we have lunch, and they're like, oh, yeah, see this big pile of rocks? That needs to get spread on this, you know, this surface. 
to prep for to prep for the concrete pour. So we got wheelbarrows, we got shovels, we got all the things, and we were just two, two or three of us were shoveling rocks into wheelbarrows. The rest were like in a in a chain, just taking the wheelbarrow, dumping the wheelbarrow. Some of us were leveling, and after that day. Like we came in hot, like we were ready to work. We were so pumped up because we felt like we were being served the whole mm-hmm. time. So we're like, let's do it. Let's let's serve these these people. And like after that day, we we're just like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> that was intense. Like, can like, we go to another tourist yeah. spot? <laughs> like, I, is there another volcano? <laughs> like, <laughs> the volcano. Like, I, I work out a fair amount. And like I was like I'm dying, <laughs> like, yeah. because you're also at a very high altitude, yeah, so there's lack of oxygen. It's a whole different ball game. Um, so after we got done working, the kids are like, "Yeah, let's play baseball." <laughs> and so we went and played baseball, and then they're like, that quickly devolved into soccer. Like, let's play soccer. And so we spent all that time or the football, the football, <laughs> yeah, playing with the kids. And like just that that evening, we're like, man. Like we cannot sustain this. Yeah. <laughs> like as a as the team leader, I'm like, yeah, we can't we can't sustain this. Like we need to chill. Like let's take it a little bit easier tomorrow. And we woke up, went down to the work site, and we saw a front end loader there, and it was taking all those rocks and spreading them out on the field. And I talked to Joel. Uh, who's the missions coordinator at Robley Alto. I'm like, hey, that thing's stealing our job. Like, what's going on? <laughs> and he's like, well, um, the the company that was going to come pour the concrete, like they saw all the work that you had put in on moving those rocks and getting everything ready. And they're like, well, we have a loader within a kilometer. Like, we're just going to bring it over. <laughs> and so the concrete company That's cool. donated the loader. They donated the people's time. And they actually ended up donating a ton more stuff, like mm. top rocks, like a, a smaller, smaller grit that could be like help the field be maintained even more. And uh, I talked to Joel like towards the end of the trip. He's like, yeah, I think they've like adding it up. I think they've probably donated probably four or five thousand dollars worth of nice. services. Awesome. So the hard work aspect of it. But then also seeing God move through that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, gosh, we can call it missions philosophy or life. You know, like there, it's easy to think, okay, I'm taking a step of faith or I'm walking with God. So that means easy and blessing and prosperity. It doesn't always, you know, it doesn't mean just that, man, you've seen God move, but it can be hard in the midst of it. And I actually will keep it anonymous only because I just thought of it and didn't ask permission. But, you know, I mean, this is a real raw thing. It, we said nine people went, and it was supposed to be ten. Yeah, you know, and then last minute somebody wasn't able to go, and this is somebody, you know, wanting to take a step of faith. And I, I remember preaching that Sunday. I was talking about it's hard to know what God's will is. Yeah, and that's difficult. When we take steps of faith, we think everything should be easy. Well, man, didn't didn't Jesus kind of say the opposite? <laughs> you know, I mean, expect opposition, expect it to be hard. And man, so if you take a mission trip doesn't mean just all roses and puppy dogs. It means God's going to move with this step of faith, but it doesn't always mean easy, you know? And it, <laughs> I'd be curious, Ryan, how you would answer this, but I get this a lot. If I go on this trip, can you guarantee I'll be safe? 
<laughs> What's the answer? Yeah. The answer is no guarantees. No, like, never I can't be guarantee driving yeah. home you'll be safe, yeah. you know? No. So some of that is it, okay, can you promise me life? No, that's missions and that's life and that's life as a Christian. Like, it can be hard. And I've, I've been in some possible dicey situations. No. That doesn't mean we don't go. It means it's worth it and we trust God in the midst of that. Well, I think so much of what you just said, and then Ryan, you were sharing it too, and you were talking about the trip, like, and we'll link back to this episode, because when we did that episode on short-term trips, you might remember this year, because you were, you were on the mic for that one. Uh, <laughs> might. He you might like, remember it. Jared likes being yeah, on the mic. <laughs> what but, uh, did you just say what uh, I said? <laughs> but you talked about being like, all right, one of the one of the downfalls of short-term trips in our culture at times is we view it as this, like, going to go get this great experience, and it's good for me, and it's going to be cool. Like, it's going to be some hard work, but a lot of fun. And then we leave and think, okay, did we really bless the ministry partner? Did we help their ministry? And then, you know, did we just take a glorified trip and get some pictures? Like, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, that's what I love hearing about, you know, the trip you were just on, Ryan. It's like, man, that's not our heart at our church is just to provide you with the week of a cool experience. Like, no, you're part of, a, you know, seeing God's kingdom move in a different place. And that's, that's hard work and that's not always safe and it's going to be out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and that's right. I, I, you know, it just remind me of the scriptures, right? Like he who's going to lose his life will find it. You know, if somebody listened to this, like I want to go because that sounds fun. If like your motivation right now is selfish because I want that, I want that, we're in trouble. And it, you know, I mean, I know we get this in our trainings for a team. Go because, man, I would love to bless. I would love to serve. Not that sounds cool. A volcano, you know. Yeah. So it's it's a fine line. Now, of course, you end up blessed. We we know that, mm-hmm. but. Don't go because it sounds fun to you. That's what I was going to talk about a little bit is the the training that goes into a short-term missions trip. And we get the team set. People apply. We get the team set. And then we have six meetings prior to the trip where we talk through. The book is literally called Prepare Your Heart Before You Pack Your Bag. So preparing your heart to go on this trip. So I think the fact that us as a team, we had the mindset in those three days where we weren't really doing anything. We're like, we came here to bless these people. like, And they've done nothing but just bless us ridiculously. So I think that mindset and the preparation is pretty huge for missions in general, but especially during that time. Because it was, it was kind of hard for people. Because they're like, yeah, it's like weird. I, I came down here with the intention of being a blessing, but I'm being blessed. Like, humongously right at the beginning too. So it's just yeah. Kinda, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. So it's a weird like disconnect that we, we felt during that time. And it was, it was hard for some people, but then we're like, Oh, that's why God was doing this. So he, like he was lining it up so we could see like, we need to be patient sometimes and we need to like let these things happen. And just like seeing the rest of the week happen after that and kind of preparing our hearts in that way was pretty huge. Mm-hmm. And how have you, you know, how have you guys seen maybe in this trip or in past trips you've been down there? Like how, how has our involvement as a church blessed uh, Robbie Alto? And because you know that's part of it. We want to be a partner and, and help them do what God's called them to do. Is there's there's been some practical ways you've seen that play out? Yeah. So it's not only the financial aspect, like because we fundraise for the trip and then we give a significant amount of money to pay for some of these projects and and pay for some of the improvements but it's not like you have massive staff down right, there to do yeah. these like so it is actually helping on the project oh 100% yeah and then there's there's also a whole government situation down in Costa Rica right now where a lot of their funding got cut so it's just it was a huge blessing 
to yeah. them just financially. But then talking with Joel and talking with like the director of Roble Alto and all these folks, they're like, okay, that's great. It's great that you can help us financially. Mm-hmm. It's great that you come down here to help us physically, like in these projects. But the relationship is what's huge. So knowing that we have people who love Roble Alto at Redemption Chapel, knowing that we have people who pray for Roble Alto and for the staff at Redemption Chapel, and then just coming down there and experiencing these relationships firsthand and truly interacting with the global church, with the diversity and just beauty of the global church is a huge part of it and just experiencing that firsthand. And then, um, yeah, just that, that whole aspect of it is totally um, how they view our relationship, uh, just that blessing in those multiple ways. Yeah. And they're not the only ones that do it. On a real practical level, you have the child sponsorship too. You know, oh, yeah. Tons yeah. of people sponsor kids, and so there's ongoing relationship and kind of, again, not just financial, but financial support. And 100%. So, yeah. And yeah. the child sponsorship program is big too. Yeah. Yeah, and I love what you said about the connection to the global church because it is, you know, we're so, it's easy to get wrapped up in our bubble of like, oh, Redemption Chapel or Northeast Ohio, and like, yeah, God's doing cool things here, and that's awesome. But, man, like we're such a small piece of the massive puzzle that God, you know, is, is working across the globe. And, and that's cool. We get to be a part of it in Costa Rica. Yeah. And even that, how people, we talked about, man, big picture and people going long-term. Part of the reason I love short-term trips, everybody I know that went like long-term moved to a country started on a short-term trip. Cause exactly what you said, Pastor Austin, like you get a picture of God's kingdom and that's kind of really where it kind of whets your appetite. Like, man, I, I want to be a part of this. Like, of course, God's moving everywhere, but that's part of, man, maybe God calling you somewhere else when you see that. And so and I also love kind of how we went on this because we, we definitely do bless them, but also you do get stuff out of it, you know, and I never want that to be the goal, but some of the fruit of that, I'd love to hear some of that too. Like what were some of the highlights of the trip? Like what do you see, you know, Redemption Chapel folks being impacted by going on yeah. a trip like this? So one of the things that stood out is just the the movement of God and seeing those, like the loader show up. And there were other examples where just God stepped in. He's like, I got this. <laughs> you know? um, but one of the cool things that we got to do in building those relationships, like I talked about, the, the women um, on our trip got to spend time with the house moms. Uh, so the, the foster moms who live in those 10 houses. And they got to share their testimony with each other. Us guys, we got kicked down to the job site. We were just hauling gravel <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And they they had an awesome time. Like just uh, none of the, almost none of them spoke English, the house moms. So we have some translators, but they didn't need them. Like just that heart conversation and understanding like where they're seeing God moving in these stories and like there was one instance, like I'm selling this all secondhand because I wasn't there, but um, the the director for Roble Alto let the house moms know that these two brothers who have been at the Bible home for two and a half years, they haven't been able to go back home to their parents because it hasn't been safe. They found out together during that time that these kids were going to get to go home uh, over the holidays to be with their family. And like just hearing 
an accounting of the joy, like the just praising God in that moment, just praying immediately and just being a part of that was hugely impactful. Um, I think so that's one thing, but I think also just being on a team of people from our own church, from our own community that are all pulling in the same direction in a different country. Like that's huge. Just, you know, you are now a family in Christ. Like you are brothers and sisters in Christ and you're working in the same direction with the same mission and experiencing it on a global level. So just that aspect of it just forms bonds very quickly. Like in our team, we have a fantastic team. Every team has been fantastic. It's just, it, but who's your favorite, though? <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. Yeah. We'll just have to edit that. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing how, how God works in that team to build that dynamic and foster that love that can then be given freely to the Costa Rican people. And I love where you started, too. Like, part of it going, I mean, kind of like what you're saying, Bazar Austin, like the, the growth of God's kingdom, but it just expands your view of God and the gospel. Like, I love what you said when they didn't need translators. Because I think we all kind of know what you mean. Like, they did to understand, but yeah. they really didn't. And it really, it, my heart just went straight to Pentecost, right? You think of the beginning of the church. Like, one of the, the beauties of the gospel, obviously personal salvation, but it talks about the dividing walls of hostility between Jew and Gentile, right? So, like, even something like that, what is the beginning of the church? Like, you see that when the Spirit comes, what happens? Now the language barrier is no more. Like there's no more difference between people and people groups. And to like really feel that firsthand, like, oh my gosh, we speak a different language and I can't explain the intimacy I feel with you as a brother and sister in Christ because of the unity of the spirit. Like you can't, you're listening to me say that, but until you're in that room and like, oh my gosh, like I feel like I can almost hear what you're saying and I don't speak Spanish, yeah, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's just really cool to see the depths of God and the gospel and what it does yeah. all over the world. And on top of that, to see the commitment and just love that the the staff pours out into these kids is amazing. There's the two brothers that uh, Robleto has contracted to do a lot of their kind of maintenance or projects and Alfredo and Nata, and they're just fantastic, like amazing, amazing guys. And like to see the joy when a kid saw them, hmm. like just come up and run and give them a hug, and uh, and also going back to the relationship, I've got so many thoughts that are getting a little jumbled right now, but bear with me. <laughs> um, like when when the kids saw them and just loved them, ran up to them, but no matter what they were doing, almost they would just stop and talk to the kid. Also, so that's a, a mind, mindset shift. Also from a American, oh, yeah. get it done, you're in my way, you're annoying me kind of mentality to a, a Costa Rican, Pura Vida, like, mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to take the time to talk to you. So that's another focus on the relationship, not only between the staff and the people who are working at Roble Alto, but also just relationally between the kids and the workers there, like taking the time out of their day to focus on that relationship to focus on, you know, loving that child, um, was pretty huge to see as well. Well, man, that's, 
And I, I think we could we could spend another two hours on this podcast, probably just just listening to you talk about the trip and and things going there. And uh, and we just want to say, you know, from our church, I mean, thank you for leading that trip. And I know. Uh, you know, you did that as a volunteer. We didn't, we didn't pay you a big buck. So, you know, you, you went. <laughs> I, thought the, I thought the check was <laughs> coming. Yeah, 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 no, we, we didn't. Seriously. Yeah, <laughs> we, did not, no, we did not. Uh, so but seriously, for, though, thank yeah, you. That's, that's awesome. huge. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for giving that trust and allowing me to do it. It's yeah. uh, close to my heart. So, yeah. Well, Pastor Jared, why don't you, uh, let's end with this. Just give us real quick. I mean, there's someone, I'm sure people are listening to this and they're thinking, all right, I've thought about a trip somewhere like, you know, we, we go to, a, we do these trips recurring, so they might hear about it. What does someone need to do to, to jump on a trip, whether, whether it's Costa Rica, somewhere else, one of our other global, global mission partners, what do they need to be doing or looking out for? Well, in some ways I would want to expand it past that because part of the, the short-term trip thing, it can, that can be the totality of our missions experience. And the downside too is you check that box. Like you guys did missions and then for the rest of the year, you don't have to do missions. It's like, well, so in some ways, I guess I would challenge everybody and I definitely, you know, want to get to the short-term trip, but like kind of that pray, give, go bucket. Like I'd encourage everybody to do something, take a step. Maybe it is just praying about, Again, maybe you're feeling that nudge to you've kind of always thought maybe have that call to, you know, long-term missions. Pray about it. Look into, you know, something. So I'd say everybody can start praying and giving on some level. You know, you can go on our website. I'm sure that'll be linked as well to those mission partners that we have. You can start praying for them. You could start supporting them and giving. And then that go bucket to really, you know, that could be, you know, part of the prayer, right? Pray, God, are you are you calling me into this as well? So again, we already have our team queued up kind of for the February, March trip, but coming out of that, you know, kind of early in the year, we're going to queue up the next trip. So when you kind of see that announcement, when you see, you know, we'll have an info meeting, you know, stop into that and I mean, really consider applying. So there's not much to it other than getting your heart in the right place. And when that next trip you know, maybe you have a heart for a particular one, whether it be scriptures or the children's home. When that next one comes, you don't you don't need an invite. And if you do, I'm inviting you right now. You know? <laughs> this is an open invite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> open invite to the world. You know, so <laughs> consider applying. And when that you know deadline comes up and that application comes out, reach out and apply and take that step of faith. Like I said, I've never, never heard somebody regret it and say, "Yeah, I wish I didn't go." Yeah. Maybe they said it was hard, but. Man, when you see God move, you can't beat that. Yeah. Well, this is good stuff, guys. Thanks for thanks for giving some uh, time to go on the podcast. Thank you, Pastor Jared, for all you do to oversee missions. And then, Ryan, thanks for obviously leading this trip. And uh, um, we might have you lead another one before, and sooner or later. We'll see what happens. But, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's get the yeah. evaluation forms before we... Yeah. Uh, this has been a great conversation. Hopefully, if you're listening, this is uh, at least giving you a little insight into a recent trip and also... Uh, how we do trips and even maybe a future trip for you to jump on. So thanks for listening and hopefully you'll join us next month for another episode of Redemption Unscripted. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. To catch the latest episode, be sure to subscribe and follow us. For more resources like this, visit our website at www.redemptionchapel.com slash grow. We hope you join us next time on Redemption Unscripted.